and welcome to the only podcast that's all about Fort Meade, our community, and life in the military. I'm your host, Joe Nieves. And I'm your co-host, Sherry Kuyper, and you're listening to Fort Meade Declassified. All right, so this week we're going to be talking about Valentine's Day, or more specifically, uh, getting hitched and staying Staying hitched. hitched. Yeah, staying hitched, which is always a plus. Yes, because I don't know if anybody else has this problem, but... Me being married to the military is challenging sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing that people got to keep in mind too, because you're not just married to the service member; you're married to the military. Like that's that's like a package deal. Yeah, there's a saying in a in the Marine Corps that a Marine will get married when the Marine Corps issues them yeah, a spouse. Yeah. Of course, I've updated that for more modern times. We had that but- in the <laughs> army too. If 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 I if I was going to have a spouse, the military would issue me a spouse. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I can kind of get the uh, why they say that because yeah. it it is a hard thing. And we've got two um, amazing guests. So basically, the guy who can get you hitched. That's exciting. Yes. So it'll be really uh, great to hear from him here in a few minutes. Uh, But later on, we're also going to have Chaplain Dwayne Hughes from the Religious Support Office here on Post. And they have some really amazing programs to help you stay hitched. Yeah. Yeah. Those those, uh, couples retreats are really really something else. And from what I hear, they are always, all the spots are always filled. So hopefully uh, today you'll learn a little bit about those programs and how to get you and your spouse signed up for one of them. I've I've been on a couple myself. They're they're amazing. I'm really excited to talk to the chaplain about it. It's going to be fun to have him on here because you know staying hitched is is a challenge. It's 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 all it's a lot of work. It, you know, in a good way, it's it's the positive kind of work, but it's work. You know, it's it's not just simple. You don't just get into it and stay in it. You got to work at it. Absolutely. You know? I mean. There is uh, so many wonderful things about being married to service members, but at the end of the day, there's still some challenges. You know, uh, with every Marine Corps ball and seeing my husband in his dress blues, you know, there's a deployment. Uh, There's Mm -hmm. times when he's away and I can't talk to him and, you know, things are breaking at the house and I have to deal with it myself. And it's not that I can't, but, you know, our spouses are our partners in crime. So sometimes... You uh, end up having to deal with things, and you know what? It it gets stressful, and and that's okay. Imagine. It happens. Yeah, I can only imagine. I've never been on that side of the table. Uh, I've always been the service. I was always the service member. So you know, it's it, it it'll be great to hear the perspective from both sides. It'll be great to hear it from the chaplain. It'll be really cool to hear it from the county clerk too. I think that's going to be a lot of that's going to be an interesting perspective. We haven't really had that on the show yet. Yeah, absolutely. From what uh, what he's told me, he marries a lot of folks from up here at Fort Meade. So I'm interested to hear some of his stories and also learn about some of the other cool things that his office can do for our service members and families here at the fort. Uh, yeah, excellent. And uh, stay tuned because we'll also have uh, a few events that are happening in the community that you guys can tune into and, and, and hope, we'll hope to see you there. And we're here with Scott Poyer, Anne Arundel County Clerk of the Circuit Court. Try saying that five times fast. Um, we hear we hear he marries a lot of people from from the installation. So we're really excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, I, I imagine I imagine Valentine's Day is a very busy time of year for your team. 
Oh, yeah. Doing weddings is one of my favorite parts of the job. Um, you can really bring people together. And um, uh, we marry a lot of folks from Fort Meade. I'd say we probably do maybe 100 marriages a year for people just from Fort Meade. Uh, and we do about 5,000 weddings a year for all of Anne Arundel County. Wow. So it is a busy place. Very. It Lots is. of love in Anne Arundel yeah. County. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great, which is great to hear. Which is great to hear. And uh, also, uh, the weddings are very specialized. We want to make them special for the people when they come down to get married. We have people get married in uniform. We have people get married in civilian clothes. Uh, we have people get dressed up to get married. Uh, they'll come in in costume. Um, I love it. We have people that come in and they um, have 20 wedding guests. They might be just the two of them. We have people come in with 100. Uh, So uh, we've got two locations to get married in the courthouse. We've got a wedding chapel that'll um, uh, accommodate about 30 people, maybe 40 if you want to go standing room only. And then we've got a um, historic courthouse. Um, Our historic courtroom will hold about 100 people. So we'll do weddings for about 100 people. Uh, down at the courthouse. And when you say down at the courthouse, where are we talking about here? Yeah, it's 8 Church Circle, right down in the heart of Annapolis. And oh. we're open uh, 8.30 to 4, uh, Monday through Friday. That's the only drawback. We're only open Monday to Friday. Okay, so if you're at Fort Meade, you're going to have to take some leave yeah, to go yeah. down and get hitched. That's right. <laughs> so what about Valentine's Day specifically? Because there's a lot of romantics out there who want Valentine's Day to be their wedding day. Do you do anything special for that? Yeah, it is still first come, first serve. But um, we do have people get there early because they want to be the first one married on Valentine's Aww. Day. Oh, I yeah. think last year we had, um, actually it was a service member from the Naval Station right across the right across the uh, river, uh, came in and he started, I think, at 7 so that he was he and his bride were first in line. <laughs> you do not have to get there that early. If you get there at 9... Uh, and if you're there by four, if you're in line, we will marry you. Um, so That's great. come on down. We're very happy to have you guys. Yeah, and so uh, and so you can't just show up though, right? You there there's some some work before the big day, yeah. There is. You've got to get a marriage license. Now the marriage license also has to you have to get it 48 hours in advance. There's a waiting period to get married. Uh, so. Uh, you have to come down to the courthouse. Now, only one person has to come down to fill out the license application. So it only takes one to fill out the application, but it takes two to get married. You both have to show up to get married. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, good thing. the license we'll application, <laughs> uh, if you come down with your information, we'll need your name, your age, your birth date, your state or country of birth, your current address, your social security number for each person, which is not printed on your marriage license, but uh, it is required by the state and federal regulations, so we collect it. Um, And this is important because um, a lot of folks don't bring this the first time and then they have to come back. Um, If either party's been married previously, please provide the exact month, day, year, county, and state that all the divorces or deaths occurred. Uh, So bring that information to when you come down to fill out your marriage application. And then it's pretty easy. You fill out the application. uh, You um, have to wait 48 hours. And then on the day that you come in and get married, uh, you bring us the application, and it is first come, first serve. And we handle everybody that shows up to get married. And how long are the applications good for? They're good for six months. Okay. So from date of issue, you've got six months to get married, and it's in... Anne Arundel County. 
Okay. Now, our courthouse is our courthouse is in Annapolis, in Maryland. Um, you can we have we actually do weddings for people to come in from all over. So mm-hmm. you don't have to live in Anne Arundel County to get married in Anne Arundel County. Uh, we do weddings for people from New York, Pennsylvania, yeah. all the surrounding states. They come here because it's a really nice venue. It's a really nice place to get married. I actually got married in Anne Arundel County, but I was not a resident of Anne Arundel County. So you still need to come and get those um, applications and stuff done in Anne Arundel County, though, correct? That's exactly That's what right. I recall doing. I, I had to make a trip up to Anne Arundel County and fill out everything and all that, so I had it ready to go for the day of our wedding. That's exactly right, uh, because um, you can get married anywhere, but if you're going to get married in Maryland, you need to have the license for the county where you're going to get married. You can be from anywhere, but you need to have the license in the county where you're going to get married. With the 48-hour... With the 48-hour waiting period, yep. And it's good for six months, and um, you can get married anytime in that six months. And if the six months expires, just come on back and get a new license. Uh, the license fee is $55. And then uh, the marriage, uh, if you want us to perform your ceremony, uh, it's $25. And that'll, uh, like I said, you can bring as many guests, you can bring up to 100 guests so if you like. So let me get this straight. So it's 55 and 25 Yep. So you're looking at like, what, 80 bucks? That's the whole thing. $80, and you can get married, have a venue, and invite up to 100 people. Okay, that's like the deal of the century right. there. Best it's, deal in Maryland. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is darn near the best deal in Maryland. That is for sure. Oh, my gosh. that's. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, how much I spent on my one. Now, that doesn't include a reception in an open bar or anything It like does that. not. No? Yeah, okay. It definitely doesn't okay. include any of that. That would make it the 100% best deal in Maryland for sure. And about half of all the people that get married in the county do it at the courthouse. Yeah. The rest do it in churches or mm-hmm. wedding venues course, and things. Yeah. But we would do about half the ceremonies right down there at the courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had a just a, a clerk wedding. I, I've just I've never been like, and my my uh, my spouse isn't like that either. She she doesn't she didn't want like a big deal. So we went down to the clerk, but this was in Germany, so it's not you know yeah not, not as cool as Anne Arundel County, but like you know. It, I, I think that's a common theme for a lot of service members and their and their families too, is uh, not really wanting to have that big that big deal. But it sounds like you can still have a big deal. Oh yeah, because yeah. you can have enough people, which is actually pretty cool. And we can also have an international audience. Uh, you can Skype. You can. That's you can, That is really cool. So you can stream. You can basically stream your your event. Absolutely, that's yeah. Fantastic. I'm able to wave hello to Grandma in California who can't travel anymore. Well, so and that's really you can key. have those in. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's really key for for service members, too, because I know at our wedding, we had a lot of service members who were overseas, who just, who could not be there. And uh, we were, the only reason we didn't is because there was no internet connection where we got married. And we, I was going to set up a, uh, because one of our very dear friends couldn't make it, and I was going to set up a... (laughs) <laughs> a computer in the front row, so he could Skype in and see everything. So that's a that's a really cool feature, a very uh, modern feature too. Because even if you're not military, the way we we are today, we have friends and family all over the place, all over the country. How cool for them to all just be able world. to Skype into your wedding, yeah, exactly, and see that. That's, they could just tune right in. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah, we're really happy to accommodate that. We also let people write their own vows. 
Uh, we've got the traditional vows, so we'll offer to do the traditional vows for you. Um, and, or you can have your own vows. It's allowed. Uh, so sometimes people write their own. Now, if you're doing that, I'd recommend you don't go to like five pages. The audience <laughs> starts to get a little... But um, a lot of people, probably one of the more common ones is people will... I'd say the most common is people do the traditional vows. Uh -huh. And then number two, they'll do a combination of the traditional vows plus a really heartfelt um, vow that they make to each other. And yeah. so they'll do a mix of the two. So we accommodate that as well. That's nice. Yeah. I think um, when I got married, we were supposed to do these like little heartfelt vows. And we weren't, my husband and I weren't really prepared. <laughs> Um, and, and the rabbi kind of sprung it on us, and I was kind of sick that day, you know, of all days to be sick, so I had a really sore throat. So I leaned in, and I whispered into my soon-to-be husband's ear something like, I don't have anything prepared, do you? And he's like, nope. And everybody was like, oh, that was so sweet. Whispering into, oh, that was so... So I just, I just blew the cover. Anybody who was at my wedding, I was literally saying... Do you have anything <laughs> ready? Because I sure don't. They all thought you said something sweet. Oh, they did. They, everybody was like, oh, that was so... And I have this beautiful picture of me leaning in and, and whispering. In <laughs> oh, That's the traditional. That's why most people go the traditional, yeah. because yeah. it's yeah. an exciting it's day. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. So if you do the traditional, it's short, it's sweet, and it's to the point, and yeah. it still makes a... It's yeah. still a very nice and ceremony. And you just... And it's such a whirlwind day. You, yeah. you just forget things, man. You, oh, yeah. you are a whole different person that day you are it's an out-of-body experience so I want to know Fort Meade or not uh you said that people come in and and dress up and do really fun things for the so what's like the most interesting wedding that you've uh, presided over I will say each one is interesting in its own right <laughs> <laughs> the first wedding the very first wedding I ever did uh the bride sang uh, cool. She just sang a solo. She just burst out into song, <gasps> oh, and I then love she, it. and then she led the entire wedding party in a in a song. What it did was, she uh, sing? Oh, it was the Leonard Cohen. Um, <gasps> hallelujah! Yeah, Hallelujah! Yeah. Oh was my it. gosh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, oh, it I was like really nice. Song. I knew exactly what you were saying when you said Leonard Cohen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the uh, the whole wedding party broke into it. About forty oh, people. Amazing. It was really nice. Yeah, and uh, but each one is special. We try and make each one special. I, I no doubt. Yeah, every wedding yeah. is special. Uh, any good uh, comic book characters come strolling through? <laughs> Joe and I are comic book fans. Yeah. So ah, anybody yes. dress up like that coming through? <laughs> we had a Beetlejuice theme on uh, uh, Halloween. I love it. Really? That was, oh yeah, they came that's and dressed fantastic. Beetlejuice. The, oh, I love this. The people. wedding. The wedding rings were in a little coffin that they had for them. <laughs> oh, that's great. That was neat. Um, yeah, no. The um and the uh, oh gosh the vows um uh, usually it's good if if either they both say they don't want to do vows or they both say they do want to do vows. Uh -huh. uh, occasionally I'll get the one where uh, one says they were have uh, personal vows prepared and the other one doesn't. <laughs> they can get a little uh, a little testy sometimes, but oh. <laughs> so I make sure they're both on the same page before I start the ceremony. And I would say that if you're not on the same page, don't be mad at the other person. <laughs> no, because it's like it's like like oh. Joe. Like I remember being a, even if, though yours was a smaller thing. When you're there in that moment, I mean, some people just aren't great with words. 
Yeah. yeah. And in that moment where you're literally making this huge life-changing commitment, you forget things. And some people, it's really hard. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, the way I see it, the way, the way I kind of plan on doing it one day and, uh, you know, my wife's going to be listening to this and she's like, ah, I'm on to you now. Um, (laughs) was, I didn't really have the words, you know, when we first got married. So now we've been married 10 years. And so now I have words, you know, like I know more about me. I know more about her. Like, you know, now I could, and I could only imagine what other people feel on day one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. On that, that moment, you don't always have the words. So that's okay. There's a, there's further down the road. You can try again. That's right. (laughs) I always say it's about the, it's about the marriage, not about the ceremony. Exactly. Exactly. So aside from um, marriages, which is really wonderful, you have some other really cool services that our service members, families, and and those who aren't even connected to Fort Meade could use. Uh, but first, tell me a little bit about uh, this uh, DD-214 service oh, that yeah. you have. Yeah, as the clerk of the circuit court, really, I've got um, sort of a mix of duties that you might think of as traditional. We are the uh, clerks for the circuit court where they handle um, some of the biggest cases in Maryland. So we process about 75,000 legal documents a year, uh, but we also perform traditional county clerk duties. And one of the county clerk duties that we have in Maryland is we have a DD-214 service. Uh, So for free, when you get your discharge papers, you can file them with the court. We'll keep them on file. Uh, it's free. You don't pay anything. And then if you need to apply for Social Security benefits or need it for anything else later on, you can come to the courthouse and get a copy. So we'll keep it on file for you. Um, it used to be more popular uh, back in the day before computers. Uh, we used to get quite a few. Um, now, we don't get as many, but people still do it. Uh, probably the most common folks that come in looking for it, they're looking for the older ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, genealogy, or they're looking for um, information about their relatives that might have served in the military. And so uh, there's a process that we go through. If you fill out the form and can prove you're related, uh, we'll release those old um, documents to you as well. So as somebody who does a lot of genealogy and understands the value of a DD-214, Please go put it on file. <laughs> so somewhere down the line, even if you don't need it on file, I promise you somebody's going to come looking for it someday. And it could be 50 years. It could be 100 years from now. Just take the time and do it, please, as a genealogist. <laughs> you'll, you'll save a lot of headache for some of your descendants and ancestors someday. <laughs> it's free. And we've had people who have had a fire or a flood in their house. Of course. And they've yeah. lost their copy. If they have it on file with us, they just pop down and we can get it for them right then and there. Sounds That's like great. a great backup. Yeah, I'm not, yep. not going to lie. It's got me thinking about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I never considered it before, but now I am. <laughs> so uh, I got a quick question for you. Um, as, as a veteran, um, I know that there are a lot of veter- veteran entrepreneurs out there. What kind of services do you guys provide for small businesses? Yeah, so we are also, as county clerk, we issue all of the business licenses in Anne Arundel County. So if you're going to do business, if you're going to be buying or selling anything, you need a license. Of Uh, course, yeah. And so the license process can be (laughs) daunting because you've got to um, meet the state requirements. You've got to meet the um, county requirements. If you're in one of the cities, you'll have to meet 
maybe city requirements. And then, of course, you've got to file with the um, uh, federal tax and everything like that. Uh, we'll walk you through it. If you come in, uh, we'll help. And so we have a pamphlet, Starting a Business in Anne Arundel County. Um, it walks you through each of the steps um, uh, to get started. So if you're thinking about starting a business, come on down. We'll talk to you about it, and we'll at least show you all the steps that are involved. A lot of it's online now, but you also have to know where to look online to find the state and the county and the city requirements. Um, so we also have all of those listed for you. So if you want to start a business, check out our licensing page, and hopefully we can save you some time. And so you said you have a lot of these uh, services um, or information rather online. I hate to ask because I know how government websites can be, but what's the <laughs> web address to find some of these services? Or are we just better off Googling Anne Arundel County Clerk? If you Google it, you'll probably find it. But let me tell you, our web address is www.circuitcourt, that's C-I-R-C-U-I-T-C-O-U-R-T dot org. So www.circuitcourt.org. And there's a tab on there for the clerk's office. And there's other tabs for marriage requirements and for DD-214 and for um, starting a business, so business licensing. As far as websites go, that one's not too bad. Yeah, I was expecting it to be a lot longer and more dots and forward slashes. More dashes and and slashes. (laughs) I can't claim credit. They got it early. I think they got (laughs) it. Got it on the ground floor. That's good. All right, so um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Any other services that our, our service members might be interested in? No, we are. Um, I really appreciate the time and getting the word out. A lot of people don't know about the clerk's office. They don't think to look for it until they find it. All right, well, thank you, Scott, so much for joining us today and giving us this great information on how our folks around here can get hitched. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Chaplain Hughes here, ready to tell you how to stay hitched, but first may I suggest a few ways to celebrate Valentine's Day. How about this? Get your taxes done for free. Avoid that money argument with your loved one and hit up the tax center here at Fort Meade. It's open to service members, dependents, and retirees, so basically anyone with a valid military ID. The tax center is open now through April 15th. You do need an appointment, so go ahead and call the tax center at 301 677-9366. I'll say it again for you, 301-677-9366. And if you're looking for something a little bit different and want to give back this Valentine's Day, then I'd head over to the McGill Training Center on February 13th for the Have a Heart, Save a Life Blood Drive. Stop by between 9 and 1 to donate. You do need to schedule an appointment. To do that, just go to militarydonor.com, click on Locate a Blood Drive, and under the Sponsor tab, enter the name FT Mead with a space between FT and Mead, and select the February 13th date. You don't need to put anything in the uh, code field, so leave that blank. This blood drive is really cool because this blood drive supports the Armed Services Blood Program, which provides quality blood products for service members, veterans, and families in both peace and wartime. You can find lots of other cool stuff by heading to the Fort Meade Community Calendar. Just go to our website, home.army.mil forward slash mead, and you'll find it right there on the helpful links tab on the homepage.
So the first part of uh, the podcast today, we were talking about getting hitched, but now we're talking about staying hitched. And with us today is Chaplain Dwayne Hughes. He's from the Religious Support Office here at Fort Meade. Welcome, Chaplain Hughes. Hey, thank you. I appreciate y'all inviting me and uh, just look forward to sharing what uh, we can do on the installation of Strength in Families. Well, from my understanding, that is quite a bit. And Joe, I know you've had some experience with some of the programs that they have to offer. Yes. Yeah. Not not specifically here at Fort Meade, but I've attended uh, a few uh, couples retreats or marriage retreats they were referred to as uh, at, at Fort Bragg. And uh, I want to say want to say in Germany, but definitely at Fort Bragg. I can remember a couple at Fort Bragg that were great. Uh, so I'm excited we're going to get to talk about that today. Yeah. And so, Chaplain Hughes, so first of all, talking about some of these programs, I just want to make it clear to Team Mead out there listening, the spots fill up pretty quick for some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today, correct? They, they do, and especially when the chief of chaplains programs are strong bonds programs. Because for couples, um, it's all-inclusive. So we pay for their materials, we pay for the hotel, we pay for child care, we pay for food. So bringing them there, um, usually when we broadcast that we have a Strong Bonds event coming up, um, usually those fill up very fast. Well, why don't you tell us a little about a bit about what those events are and uh, where do you get to go? Sure. Um, the ones that we've done here have been down in Old Town, Alexandria. Nice. So it's kind of wow. nice, uh, you know, a beautiful hotel down there. And then we actually give the couples a little bit of couple time to practice what we've talked about in the training. The children in, are in child care, and so the couple actually gets to go out and enjoy if they want to just grab an ice cream or whatever in Old Town Alexandria, and they can talk about uh, the things that we discussed in training. The training mainly focuses, um, there's a family therapist, actually a psychologist named Dr. Sue Johnson, and she's done a lot of work in attachment theory, how couples really learn to love, how they stay in love. And she co-authored a book called Created for Connection. So that's the curriculum that we use. We talk about how couples, usually in a relationship, there's a pursuer in a withdrawer. The withdrawer is like, I don't want to get in an argument. I don't want to fight. So we pull away. The pursuer is like, why don't you talk to me? Mm-hmm. You know, we need to we need to work through this and talk this out. And so in those type of uh, retreats, uh, training weekends, that's what we do. We allow those couples to understand that, but also to have a time just to get away from the house Get away from the phone. All the distractions. Get away, absolutely. Yeah. Get away from all the distractions, and they focus on their relationship. Yeah. And that's really important because uh, Joe and I were discussing earlier, being married to the military is challenging sometimes. Absolutely. Yes. There's absolutely. tons of distractions, absolutely. whether it's deployments or kids or homework mm-hmm. or your house needs fixed. Well, I mean, so many. Your service member having to work till 1900, oh. you know, having to respond to, you know, their, 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 their junior enlisted require their assistance because, you know, mentoring is such a big part of the deal. You know, you're, you're, you're also getting that. That's part of the package. That's, that's not always easy to separate, you know? Absolutely. And you know, on the installation here, one of the other dynamics is a lot of things are 24-hour ops yes. because of cyber mm-hmm. and intel. So yeah. 
Um, actually, we have service members that are constantly changing sleep cycles. So mm-hmm. that affects not only relationships, but the dynamic of family. And I can't imagine, one, the work that they're doing. I certainly am not privileged enough to even know what they're doing here. But to have to sit at the office all day and do the work that they're doing, the incredible work that they're doing, but then go home to a wife like me who's like, hey, the lawn needs mowed. Hey, you forgot to pick up the milk. Or having a kid who needs help with homework. And that service member, or civilian for that matter, considering here at the fort, hasn't even had time to like decompress what their day was just like. I can imagine the kind of stress that brings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, of communication, because we, we were, you were mentioning that uh, your workshops, um, I attended one that was about the five love languages. Right. Which I have to say, if that one comes up, if you're listening, attend that workshop. It is, for me, it was one of the best things we ever did as a, as a couple, my, my spouse and I. And um, it built... A lot of the communication we do now, like beautiful. we we yeah, we beautiful. we thought we communicated well before, but we had we had our little tiffs here and there where we would we would argue and sure. we we couldn't figure out what was going on, and then eventually we figured out that we just weren't speaking the same languages, and when we finally figured out what the other person was saying, it's so much it's so much better now and we just we just hit 10 years recently beautiful and uh, thank you yeah 10 years is a big deal (laughs) especially for me um so you know i i really have to say that that these couples retreats are are amazing yeah so dr gary chapman um in his research he discovered that there's uh, five significant love languages. Usually a person has a primary and an alternate love language. And just some examples of love languages are like quality time or words of affirmation or gift giving or um, physical touch. Those are just some of them. But oftentimes what Dr. Chapman found out was is as we enter a relationship, um, especially a long-term commitment like marriage, we usually speak the love language that speaks to us, to our spouse, but our spouse may not receive that message. It would be like me speaking a language near English to you. You're getting some of it, but not all of it. And so what he found out is that if we can um, assess what your spouse's love language is and... Um, speak to them in that language, then actually the relationship is more enhanced and the relationship oftentimes improves. For instance, it's kind of funny because when we do these retreats, you know, I talk about like physical touch. And, uh, you know, all the guys are like, oh, yeah, that's mine, physical (laughs) touch. That's my love language, Chaplin. Right, right. (laughs) But, you know, uh, in the back of his book, The Five Love Languages, and we allow couples to do the assessment as they go through. And oftentimes, the very love language that they thought was theirs by answering the questions, they filter, and then we allow the couple to talk out their results, and they really discover, hey, maybe my love language is giving or receiving of gifts. Mm -hmm. You know, like a guy could think his wife, 
she loves flowers, she loves chocolate, so I do all those things, but she just may want that quality time with her husband, like, hey, let's get the kids bathed, let's, you know, let them go to bed earlier, or we put in a Disney show or some kind of entertainment, and we can sit down and just catch up, like, how was your day? And in that husband realizing that his wife's love language is quality time, she's just feeling like, wow, he cares about me. I'm loved, which, of course, improves a relationship. So, yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in uh, five love languages training. We try to do those quarterly. Actually, we did one um, late fall in November. Um, we have some different trainings coming up because we have strong bonds in the spring. Um, but yeah, we, we try to get those several times a year and we usually advertise those, um, through the, the mail outs that go around the installation. Yeah. I just think it's really interesting because I think as you're talking about these love languages, I think about me and my husband, of course, and you know, I think, I think he's like the gift giver one. Right. And he likes the affirmations too, because I noticed the, the times he gets most, I don't want to say upset or mad, but I could see it in his face more is when he gives me flowers. Like, I like flowers, but to me, it's not like a big deal. And to him, it's, and then he's like, don't you like them? And I'm like, well, yeah. You, you like them, you just don't like like them. Right. And, and there's <laughs> been times too, and you know, the affirmation one, I think, is really important because I, I don't think it's like just wanting to be like, fawned on all the time Mm. but I'll never forget early in our relationship before we were married he fixed the table for me right I didn't ask for it to be fixed I didn't even care that it was a little wobbly service exactly I I didn't I didn't even care and so he fixed it for me and I was like oh okay Mm -hmm. I didn't really think it was broken and it upset him and but looking back now and looking with these love languages there it's probably one of the things he did this thing for me and I didn't realize that he needed me to be a little bit more... To, to affirm it for him. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So I've gotten better, I, yeah. I promise. I don't like, you know, I'm very grateful that my husband fixes things and gets me flowers and things like that. <laughs> but just better expressing it in a way that makes him feel good about right. it as well. Yeah. It's a very powerful thing. Yeah, absolutely. We, absolutely. we discovered in my house that, um, that I am one of the ones who receives uh, more physical affection... But I'm talking about as simple as coming home from a hard day and getting a hug from my wife and my kids, like like that kind of physical affection, like cuddling on the couch with my babies on the weekend. That's that that recharges my batteries. That keeps me going. You know, it's not like you know, all a lot of the troops would probably all say, you know, oh yeah, physical. Fa-. No, it's not. It's not. It's not as crazy as you might imagine. It's the simple things. It's the little things like a hug. Yeah, it's taking a walk, know? holding hands, exactly, or even as you're driving the car. You know, you're holding hands yeah. with your spouse. Feeling connected. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Great yeah. term. Great yeah. term. You know, I think there is somebody in my house that has mastered understanding the love languages. Mm. That's my dog. Yeah. <laughs> my dogs. Dog. <laughs> you yes. know, the dog comes and because <laughs> greets you when you come home, snuggles with you on the couch, gives you kisses. I mean, come on. Yeah. I think, I think dogs, dogs have it figured out. They have it figured out for sure. In addition to these classes that you teach... Um, there's like individual counseling. So in addition to all these amazing programs, the bonding, the five love languages, what can couples do in the meantime, if they just want to start strengthening their relationship before these classes start in the spring? 
Sure, absolutely. You know, sometimes um, I'm just amazed. Personally, my wife and I have been married 32 years. Oh, congratulations. Wow. Um, congratulations. I, was a, I was a warrant officer candidate down at Fort Rucker, met her. And something that we learned over the years, it's amazing how hard we work at our careers. Mm-hmm. We work at our finances. We work at uh, our jobs, um, our technical skill. But who puts in the extra for their marriage? And Mm -hmm. for me, that is the most rewarding relationship that we could have on the planet. If marriage is done right, it is the most enjoyable, deeply meaning relationship that we can have. And so oftentimes I get phone calls um, or our NCO gets phone calls. Hey, we just want to come up and... uh, could we meet with Chaplain Hughes or we have Loyola interns, uh, counseling interns at the center? Um, we just need a brush up on our marriage. We want to improve our communication or, hey, our marriage is good right now, but we feel stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe it's something with work. Um, maybe it's something with maybe a recent loss in the extended family. So how do we as a couple process that grief? It's not like our marriage is on the rocks, we need to talk to a counselor. But right. it's just that same type of investment. You're putting money in the bank so later in life, if you have to make that withdrawal, that you have built and strengthened um, that relationship so that you know how to communicate those needs, not only like the five love languages, but um, how does my spouse really understand when I love them and, and desire to meet their needs and to validate them. And when they're afraid, how do I comfort them and make them feel that we can do this together? Because life's hard enough as a couple, but right. to think, man, I, I may have to go through this alone. For some folks, that's terrifying. Yeah. You know? And I think it's really important, too, what you said It's about investing in your relationship. I think some people hear talking to somebody about your marriage as, well, there's something wrong with my marriage. Not at all. And and right, and I don't think there's anything wrong with marriages. I think, you know, when you seek that that guidance, really, it's just uh, because we do get so busy. And I think sometimes, you know, the people we love the the most are the ones we hurt the easiest, right? right? Because they're always there, they're always forgiving, but you cash that in too much, and then, you know, that's when the stress starts. But if you can just kind of, you know, keep these things in mind and, and reach out, you can always have that strong relationship. It's all about keeping it strong and building it, you know. Right, and that's what we want to do um, is to continue investing in our relationship because there is a deep sense of meaning with that. And you know what I find amazing is the couples that – do these touch-up appointments, or they just want to, hey, can we come in? We're kind of getting stuck on our communication. They are not only investing, I feel, in their own marriage, but they are teaching their children. Hey, there's times that mom and dad, maybe we disagree, but the children watch how the parents make up, how they communicate and talk. And that is such a huge life skill. So not only are our married relationships... Um, getting a touch-up and being strengthened, but the whole family unit. And then what I've experienced in our own marriage is then your children get married and you have grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And those types of investments I have seen are generational. Absolutely. 
That's, yeah, that's, that's not really a skill that can be taught unless it's taught by doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's, and you know, that's a great point. There's many times, um, because oftentimes when I see a couple, I'll see them together, but then I'll say, hey, can I just meet with you and then on this date and time and you on this date and time? Mm-hmm. Because we all have our own perspectives, right? Like, right. hey, I think I'm bringing this that may be a challenge in our relationship. And I don't want that person to be embarrassed in front of their spouse. Sure, of course. But what's amazing mm-hmm. is I oftentimes ask, you know, who taught you how to be a husband? Who taught you how to be a wife? And they're like, well, nobody. And so people, they're just kind of winging it. And so another thing that we do in the center, we have all kinds of resources. Like you mentioned, the five love language. I mean, our chapels give offerings so that we can get these resources to put in the hands. And many of these resources aren't religious. They're secular. We just want to put tools into the hands of the folks on Fort Meade so that they have strong, resilient relationships. And why is that? Because then the commander's mission gets accomplished. Because the soldier, the service member can go to work, give their all, but they they look forward to going home. And that's a respite for them. And they know that, hey, I get the weekend with my family or a day off or, right. hey, I'm yeah. not on night shift anymore. And so part of what I do is just in that strengthening it, I mean, it just brings great joy to to know that we have that little piece of a touch in the overall mission of Fort Meade. Well, I think it's just amazing, too, because, you know, when you, you were saying about the service member and when they can focus on their job, and, it, you know, marriage is a team sport, right? Sure. And so, you know, for my husband and I, when we've dealt with deployments, we get a lot of compliments, actually, on how we deal with deployments. And the one thing that apparently we do really well is just the way we communicate during the actual deployment. We, and for him, he always says, you know, I know that she's got home taken care of. So for, for the spouse who is at home and isn't the service member, perhaps, just to know, like, hey, I'm going to go do my warfighting mission today at Fort Meade, but my spouse has got the home front and... I can't wait to see them for dinner tonight, you know? Yeah, so I right. think that's, that's a really uh, cool way that you describe that. Yeah, well, and probably an important thing for the warfighter to consider, too, right. is that while your spouse is back there holding down the home, you make them feel validated for that. You, right. you, you ensure that you're letting them know you appreciate what they're doing, too, because it's a two-way street, you right. know? Absolutely. One person is, one person while you're doing what you might consider to be the hard part, they have to go on without you too. So that's also the hard part for them. So, you know, that communication, that back and forth is important, you know, so they feel validated, you feel validated, and then therefore, hopefully, everybody's happier. Sure, you know? because of that validation, there's trust. Exactly. Right. And so I did want to bring up too, because, you know, as, as we've talked about, you don't necessarily need to go to these classes to get the benefits of it. But Chaplain, you said earlier that, you have a master's degree in marriage therapy. So I just really, if you want to talk about that a little bit and really let you know the folks here at Fort Meade know that you're not a chaplain just preaching a good marriage. You've actually done the work and really understand what it is that you're doing and giving to our service members and families. Right. So within the chaplain corps, uh, 
most installations have what is called a family life chaplain. So the chief of chaplain's office um, looks at certain criteria. Um, they have to be captains, promotable, or majors um, to be considered for um, the advanced civilian schooling. And if you're selected, then we, have, we presently have two training centers. One's at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. The other's Fort Hood, Texas. Because of the populations and the diversity of those missions, um, what those chaplains do is they go and actually are enrolled in a secular university's uh, master's program to get a master's in counseling that focuses on marriage and family mm -hmm. therapy. And then the clientele um, are the service members on those installations. But we have two senior, whether 05 or 06, chaplains that are not only uh, marriage and family therapists, but they're also um, certified by their state or licensed in their state to be supervisors. Wow, great. And so we get that, that daily one-on-one -on -one, um, training to improve our counseling skills. But at the same time, um, we take those counseling skills, and one of our primary goals is to wherever we're assigned, because we owe the military three years mm -hmm. for that other master's degree, one of our chief um, priorities as a family life chaplain is to train unit chaplains how to be better counselors. So, for instance, in our center, we have Loyola interns, but if a chaplain's in his unit and he's stuck, like perhaps the situation in a certain relationship is beyond his skill level, mm -hmm. he can actually um, request if that couple desires to come over to the center, and then we can sit down, the four of us, and um, we can train them as he sees the techniques that I use to help this couple, and then the chaplain and I debrief after. And so um, the primary importance for us as family life chaplains is not only um, family systems, counseling with children, families, individuals, whatever, but it's also to train our unit chaplains to uh, enhance their counseling skills, to, again, meet the intent of the commander that their service members are ready and resilient, um, and our chaplains have a huge part of that. I just think that it's amazing that you guys are literally the experts on this. So. Yeah, and I would say for chaplains and, you know, being at Bragg and that, chaplains oftentimes are first responders. Right. For instance, mm -hmm. any unit that I've ever been to, the first thing I do, I go to each formation, I say, everybody pull out your phone. This is my number, put it in. Right. And whether it's Thanksgiving afternoon, two in the morning on a Saturday if a service member has a need, they know that their chaplain will be there. So we see ourselves as first responders. And, you know, we are the commander's special staff, just yes. like his legal, just like his medical. Um, by the First Amendment, you know, we provide the free exercise. But I think part of our calling, too, as that pastoral aspect, when a service Absolutely. member needs us, that's that's the reason that we're in. It's the chaplain's motto, you know, pro Deo et patria, for God and country. Mm -hmm. So it's a joy and a privilege to serve America's sons and daughters and uh, to be that first responder when they need a caring person to listen. The chaplain is there. And what's amazing 
And a lot of uh, service members don't know this, but it, by Army regulation, at least, uh, Army Reg 165-1, whatever a client talks to their chaplain about is 100% confidential. I think that, and that's really important for it's our very especially important. our service, me- well, any service member. But, you know, the ones here at Fort Meade, uh, you know, we always talk about our secret squirrels and everything. Yeah. But just to know that their chaplain is a place for them to go and talk. Yeah, and have a safe everything place to talk. Right, yeah. right. safe place, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and we try to create for them that safe space. Even when I do intake, um, part of the intake process uh, for the new client, whether it's a couple or individual or a family, is I explain to them that what we talk about in this space is 100% confidential. And, you know, to I think I've seen like a deep breath come over a lot of people to know because oftentimes we as humans, we hold that stress of course. to a breaking point. And then to be able to, like, for instance, one client I had today, I asked at the end of the session, you know, what was the most beneficial piece of being here um, this hour? And they said, just to have a safe place to be able Mm -hmm. to share this. And, um, you know, somebody had a lot of wisdom um, to make sure that that wound up in a military regulation to give our service members and family members that safe place that they can go and share the deep issues of the heart, right? That oftentimes when they share that and can get that out, that alone strengthens family. Yeah. Well, and so many times you just need to vent, right? Absolutely. Yeah, be I able mean, to get absolutely. it out. Yeah. My mom gets the phone call every day at like 5.05 when I leave this office. I call my mom. Beautiful. And sometimes I can. she needs to vent because I just say, hi, mom, and she's off on a, on a tangent. But there's something to be said about it. And, you know, and if, if an issue is serious enough to just have a safe person that who can actually give them actual right, guidance. Right. My mom's not a professional right, <laughs> advice right. giver. But to go to somebody like our RSO here. Uh, so real quick, do you have to have a religious affiliation to use your services? Absolutely not. Okay, Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely not. You can have a faith or not have a faith. Um, our services are to anybody on the installation. I, I have uh, retirees. I have um, GS civilians. Um, I have clients across all branches of service. Um, here on the installation. And so you do not have to be religious. Actually, I had a young man one time. It was I thought it was kind of funny. He said, man, chaplain, I thought I was going to come in here and all you were going to do is quote Bible verses to me, you know, <laughs> but that wasn't it. And, and actually after that session, because we're taught in secular counseling modalities, yeah. solution-focused brief therapy, you know, emotionally-focused couples therapy, So we get trained in modalities that help people through places where they get stuck in life so they become more resilient and healthy in relationships. Yeah. And it's good to hear, too, because I I know, as myself, I tend to stray away from or stay away from things that feel, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but hearing the way you explain the way you, you you do your services based off of the way you've learned. Those were the reasons why I started going to the chaplain's events back at Fort Bragg. Because I it, it took me a while to even consider using a chaplain's service because I thought it was all 
that, you know, and then I found out it was much more than that. Absolutely. And so we went and we absolutely fell in love with the program. We went a couple more times afterwards before I had, uh, you know, medically retired from the, from, from the army. Uh, and those were some of the best times we ever had as a couple while we were also working on being a couple, like to, 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 to work at something, but have fun while doing it was very different from what we thought we would be doing. Sure. So it was, it was a blessing for for lack of a better word. I love that (laughs) as a chaplain. I love that term. (laughs) Yeah. Great. I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great term. But you know, it's a joy, isn't it? It is. To know, Hey, maybe there's a little anticipation there. I really don't know what to expect. Yeah. But then to engage that. And again, oftentimes when we invest, it's a little scary. Just like, hey, I want to put my money over here. That's a little scary, right? But at the same time as we invest in our marriage, we have to take risks sometimes. Yeah. But just like you experienced at Fort Bragg, wow, the payback that I got from that for my marriage and my relationship was a huge blessing, right? And so, yeah, great insight on that. Uh, I appreciate that feedback. Oh, I, pre- I appreciate your uh, your input and your feedback too, um, and that's not to say that Fort Bragg is the, isn't is the place that you can experience this. We're talking about you can experience this here at, at Fort, Fort Meade. Mead. Absolutely, okay, folks, at Fort Meade, these these services are available, and you have a couple of people in here who are, are attesting to that right now. So give them a shot. And when uh, when are the next set of events again, if you don't mind telling well, us Well, actually, um, in March, on the 19th of March, we're doing Financial Peace University. You know, some, some of the research says uh, couples in the first five years of marriage, the three big things that they usually argue through are communication, sex, and finances. And so uh, we like to offer Financial Peace University. It's from Dave Ramsey. They actually have a military edition. So um, we have child care for that day. We have we provide them breakfast, and couples get to experience um, looking at, okay, where our finances go, how can we reduce debt um, the quickest, and there's a lot of little trips or tips and techniques that we mm-hmm. can use uh, to help couples do that. And then um, it's not a married event, but in May we have a – Strong Bonds event for singles. And actually, we're looking to do that up at Hershey Park in Hershey, Pennsylvania. It's an overnight Fun. event. Oh, that's I, I love the, you know, we're talking about relationships. And the curriculum that we use is actually called How Not to Marry a Jerk. <laughs> and so it, <laughs> it, uh, it teaches singles like, hey, at the very least, three months of dating an individual, do you really begin to learn what that person is like? Okay. Um, I think you're going to have a lot of sign up for that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it, it, it gives singles uh, a lot of uh, insight, like, hey, because we all go into marriage with expectations, yeah, right? Sure. But it helps them to clarify their expectations. So if, uh, for a better term, if there's warning bells or sirens or lights, like, hey, maybe this person isn't someone that I should continue uh, a a possible lifelong relationship with. And again, um, that just helps you filter to find that right person. And then you begin to build all these other um, events and trainings that the uh, military offers you as a young individual or, or couple, and marriage rocks. That's great. That's great. So, Chaplain... 
how do we contact you? How do we sign up for any of these great events? Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, go on the Fort Meade website. The religious uh, support office phone numbers are there. So you can either call 301-677-7959 or uh, you can call 677-6703 and they will direct you to my uh, religious affairs uh, NCO and we can get you on the list for one of these events. Um, also, um, all the daily info that goes out across Fort Meade, if we have any of these events coming up, they're usually posted there. And so look for those on our community calendar. Um, and again, it's first come, first serve because we only have so many slots. So, um, you know, if you're the stay-at-home spouse and your military spouse is getting that uh, those emails say, hey, I want to go to one of these, be looking for that, and, and we'll get you on that list and help you improve uh, your marriage or how not to marry a jerk. <laughs> That's <laughs> I, great. Uh, so, Chaplain, thank you for being here with yeah, us. What a we joy. we really you. appreciate it. Is there uh, anything else you'd like to share with us? No. Um, I just love what I do. and uh, That's great. The only reason this old guy is still in the military is for our families. And so, um, you know, on behalf of Chapman Colonel Robinson and the whole RSO team, it's a, it's a joy to serve uh, Team Mead in the Mead community. So uh, if you need help, reach out. We're here for you. Thanks for tuning in, folks. And remember, you can find us on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, any, of, any of those platforms, and probably, hopefully, soon on the website. But you can also find us on DividsHub.net. We are Fort Meade Declassified, and thank you for being here.